Hello and welcome to the second installment of my podcast, Cathedral Made of People. This podcast will be based on my blog by the same title. Please remember that I also have a book called Cathedral Made of People. And although it shares the same title, is very different than the blog or podcast. It compares the Church of the New Testament to the Church today and shows how far we have strayed from the model that Christ and his disciples set for us and what we need to do to get back there. My book is available on Amazon in both electronic and paperback formats and will be available on Audible coming soon. Now, let's get right into Episode 2, A Lesson in Prayer. In our first episode, we talked about putting on all of God's armor from Ephesians chapter 6. I ended the last post with verses 18 through 20, where it tells us over and over again to pray. In these few verses, Paul says a lot about prayer. He has just finished telling us to put on all of God's armor. Now he tells us to pray in the Spirit at all times. He tells us to pray for all believers everywhere. That's right, even the ones we don't particularly like. He tells us to pray for him or any of our church leaders and goes on to tell us what we need to pray for. First of all, that God would speak through them. We don't need to hear what our pastors think the Bible says. We need to hear what the Holy Spirit wants them to say. Then he says to pray for boldness, and that applies to every Christ follower. We need to be bold to speak the gospel. In 2 Timothy 4.2, he says, Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. What he is telling us takes boldness. You have to be bold to correct, rebuke, and even to encourage people, whether the time is favorable or not. This is especially true in our society where everyone is offended by everything. The time is definitely not favorable to correct or rebuke people today. So we need boldness. But of course, When you boldly correct, rebuke, or even encourage people, always do it in love and from Scripture, not your own opinion. And don't miss that one word that precedes it all, patiently. So today we are going to look at prayer. The word prayer, pray, praying, and prayed appears 436 times in the Bible, not to mention the number of times it talks about speaking to God or meditating on his word or any of the other references to prayer without actually using the word. Prayer and Bible study are the most important part of the Christian life. They are our link to God. The Bible is his letter to us, his instruction manual, if you will, and prayer is our personal link to him. It never ceases to amaze me how we have a direct line to God. I couldn't speak to the President of the United States if my life depended on it. But I can talk to the God of the universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, anytime I want. I hear people say all the time, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, if you are one of those people, this is your lucky day, because we are about to look at what the Bible says about prayer. And even if you already know how to pray, this can still be good for you, because sometimes we miss things in the Word it can be a huge blessing. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm some kind of expert on prayer or even on the Bible. I'm just saying that I might catch something that you've missed and vice versa. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We are all here to sharpen each other. And that's exactly why I'm doing this podcast, to help sharpen others. I will always strive to back everything up with scripture and not my own opinion of what it's saying. 
when speaking with people about prayer, both believers and non-believers alike, the two biggest questions I hear are, does God even hear me when I pray? And how do I know he will answer my prayers? They want to know if God really has time to listen to their prayers, and if he even cares. These are valid questions, but once we know what the scripture says, it's pretty clear. We also need to ask one more question. Not only is God listening to us, but am I listening to God? Andrew Murray said, prayer is not monologue, but dialogue. God's voice in response to mine is its most essential part. So let's take the first question. Does God hear me when I pray? The Bible clearly says he does, but if we really want to be heard, we are given steps to follow. Step one, to be heard, you must be righteous. Proverbs 15:29 says, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. And in Proverbs 15:8, it says, the Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. We learned in the last episode that the body armor of righteousness comes from studying the word of God. 2 Timothy 3.15 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Step two, our loyalty cannot be divided. James 1.6-8 says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Are you truly loyal to God? Or is your loyalty split between God and the world? Romans 12.2 tells us, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Also, in James 4.4 it says, You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you the enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself the enemy of God. Step three is what we are asking for pleasing to God. 1 John 5.14 says, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. It's just like it is with your earthly father. If you ask him for the keys to the car so you can, I don't know, go buy some drugs, chances are you won't get those keys. But if you ask him for the keys so you can go buy your mother a birthday present, you'll probably get them. Why? Because it pleases him. And the fourth step, we must call on him in truth. Psalm 145.18 says, The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. And where did we learn truth comes from in the last episode? The word of God is truth, as we read in John 17, 17, and in Psalm 119, 60. Now for the second question, does God answer our prayers? In John 5, 15, it says, And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Also in Matthew 7, 7 through 11, it says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. 
Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? And then in Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. There's a lot more verses on how God answers our prayers, but suffice it to say, He does. In the New Testament, Jesus gave us an outline for prayer. Many people call this the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord never actually prayed it. In fact, the real Lord's Prayer is found in John chapter 17. This was simply an outline to teach his disciples how to pray. We find this prayer in both Matthew 6, 15 through 18, and in Luke 11, 1 through 13. We know that it is just an outline and not something to be religiously quoted by reading verses 5 through 9 of Matthew chapter 6. In verses 5 through 8, he tells his disciples not to pray like the religious people who pray for show, and not to pray like the pagans who just babble on and on, but to get alone and sincerely pray to God. Then in verse 9 he says, pray like this. Notice he doesn't say, pray these words. He says, pray like this. So let's look at this outline. Verse 9 says, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. So, we need to start by praising God and keeping his name holy, set apart. Then in verse 10, the first part of verse 10, it says, May your kingdom come soon. We need to pray for the second coming, and soon. Then he goes on to say, May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We must pray for his will to be done in our lives and to be done here on this earth just like it is in heaven. Then in verse 11 it says, Give us today the food we need for today. We are to pray for today's sustenance, not next year's, not the rest of our lives, today's. Next up, in verse 12 he says, And forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Notice here that he doesn't just say forgive our sins. He says to forgive our sins the way we forgive others. So, if you hold a grudge, you're asking God to hold a grudge against you. Just saying. Then in verse 13 he says, And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Are there sins in your life that you have trouble letting go of? We need to remember that our will is not enough. We can't resist temptation without God's help. Pray that God will not let you yield to that temptation. And name the temptation. Of course, God already knows what that temptation is, but he wants us to admit it and name it. Then, ask him to deliver you from the evil one, and he will. Okay, well, we're going to stop here. This, this is a pretty good overview of prayer, but I am going to look at some more things next time. I'd like to answer some more questions, like, uh, when should we pray? How should we pray? How long should we pray? Even things like, what should I pray for? Should I pray alone or with others? There's all these questions that 
that nag us about prayer. And it's it's really we we overthink it too much. It's just more it's just simpler than that. So let's we're gonna talk about some of those questions next time and uh just really focus on prayer. As always, I thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed and I hope you got something from this. I'm not really looking to entertain, I'm looking to to encourage and to hopefully point out some things that you haven't seen before. Remember to like, subscribe, click that alert button. But also, if you feel led, please support this podcast with a small monthly donation. doesn't matter if it's a dollar a month or a hundred dollars a month. Everything helps. It helps to sustain future episodes. You can do this by going to patreon.com slash T-A Pearson. That's spelled T-A-P-E-A-R-S-O-N. Thank you and have a great week.